Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities and disguised our voices so that we can bring you our candid views on each week's edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow us to give you our unfiltered views, so we go underground so they'll never know. This week, uh, we have six new ideas for you from this week's Value Line Investment Survey. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to tell you we have a couple of disclosures, as we do every week. This is for entertainment purposes only, uh, and it may who's, not be entertaining. Let's entertaining? warn you about that in advance. And we may not know anything about these stocks. Let's just get that out there. We're trying our best. We are Wall Street professionals actually, during the week. Uh, get paid to do this. But In terms of all the disclosures, um, that's a really important yeah, one. And, but here we're drinking, let's face it. So uh, it's just a hobby. Uh, we get together on Fridays, read Value Line, and uh, we're recording it now. You're in on it. I do want to say that we uh, we may be lying, cheating, stealing, just so you know. Uh, but happy holidays, everybody! It is our it is our holiday show. It's our 99th show. We're very excited. We've been on the air a long time. Uh, December 21st, 2007, and I want to say happy birthday, Gerald. Okay, you know who you are. And uh, I'm going to come back on the back half of the show with some ideas, uh, mostly in healthcare. Some healthcare brands this week. United. I'm a healthcare name. Yeah, well, it's a week for healthcare, and you got a big uh, wind at your back there. United Health Group, WellPoint, and LabCorp of America, one people may not know as well. But I'll be back uh, after uh, first. Uh, this part of the show is uh, with the best uh, part. Uh, well, that's debatable. But <laughs> Vern, freaking value. We're going to debate it later. Value. Okay, here he is, everybody. Uh, yeah, this week. You know, this week is an interesting week for the uh, Value Line Investment Survey because is it there's, a, there's practically a, uh, a constellation of stars on their table of contents. They like a lot of stuff they here like a lot in of aerospace. They're all, I've seen, they're all over aerospace and defense. Yeah, but the budgets I are going down <laughs> for a lot of stuff right It was now, hard to right? find something there. Mm-hmm. I found something yeah. without a star on it that we'll talk about. Okay, only. good. But uh, and they like metal fabricating. They love medical services and healthcare. Well, good. We're at the peak of the pricing cycle. And biotech and I mean, they even like steel. Well, they even there found could a be Midwest a bank they like. They could, well, Midwest banks yeah, anyway, could okay. be good. So Absolutely. lots of great stocks. Um, all of mine. But are, you did none of those. No, I didn't do any of them with stars <laughs> on perfect, them. No, of right, course, okay. try not to anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, some of them look like. Uh, Ski ramps well, the, or, or something like that. It's like the story's a little over on some Okay, of so my first stock is Apria Healthcare, symbol is AHG. Uh, Value Line, just with uh, the issue of a week ago, apparently, I don't know because it's in this week's You're issue. just having a chip burn, I hope you don't mind. Last week, they lowered the rating to a four, so they really don't like it because the stock at about $20 is at its uh, 52-week low, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 52-week mm-hmm. low. Uh, down about 40% from having peaked at 34, north of 34 earlier this year. Uh, about 10 times earning according to Value Line. But then when you read into their description of the business, there's an acquisition that has 10 cents of dilution in it in 08 that they haven't put in their number yet. So Why do management teams a, do that? Well, and it's what? Dilution. Deals that are diluting, yeah. uh, dilutive on an accounting basis. Who it's cares? It's not just accounting. You're buying a firm with a lower ROI than you have. Mm, well, well, that's, now you're arguing against any acquisition ever. So. No, I just think you ought to 
you know, you ought to have some accretive nature to it or you shouldn't do it. Maybe you got to look on a pro forma basis, mm. but anyway. Sorry. Well, and there may Go be on. a pro forma number that's different because, you know, they've changed the rules on purchase. I would hope now. so, absolutely. And so there's an obligation to write up assets and um, and create incremental amortization. And maybe lower returns. To replace the goodwill amortization that okay. we don't have anymore. And that could argue that then you get more tax deductions in the future well, and what better cash flow in the you, future. You tend to get a very short-term non-cash penalty in terms of right. expenses that for a couple quarters, even three, depending on the business, can make the numbers look far worse than they really yeah, are. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Anyway, Apria Healthcare was created in July '95. Thankfully, this is one of these where, because uh, I don't know anything about this company, but Value Line's got one of their neat little uh, paragraphs about mm-hmm. how it was created. Um, July '95, Abbey Healthcare and Homedco Group. Isn't Home Homedco the? Uh, it was like spun out of one of the funeral home companies. Oh, wasn't it? I don't know. I really, I, don't know. I'm not sure, but. Uh, uh, and then they changed their name and went public in 96, I guess, as Apria. Uh, they are the largest provider and manager of comprehensive integrated home care services. So call it outsourced medical care. Actually, an outsourcing that most patients will support because they'd rather be at home than be in the hospital. Well, there's a lot of clinic. cost savings if you can do it in the and, home, and, for sure. And you, know, and you don't the, want to be in a hospital with, where you're apt to catch a terminal disease. I was going to say, with all the concern lately about, uh, uh, what's the uh, acronym that they're using for the... DEATH. It's the, my well, acronym, okay, D-E-A-T-H. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's bugs in those hospitals that kill you. We've been talking about this on the show for years. So at the margin, there's going to be greater demand for home care. And uh, 68% of their sales or of revenue come from respiratory therapy, an area that I think is particularly rife for growth because uh, we we have the last giant generation of smokers that are starting to age as the baby yeah. boom is aging. Yeah, and sure. so there's a there's a there's a growing population of potential. Uh, patients simply because of the baby boom, the demographics, and then on top of that, we should get a higher we should get a higher yield out of that higher, larger universe because of uh, a generation of smokers. Um, infusion well, even therapy, the smokers are going to live longer, and that's more revenues for this company. Now, the issue for the stock is that they get thirty percent of business is Medicare funded and six percent Medicaid. So a great deal of concern about dropping reimbursement rates, and that's part of what's reflected in the stock and why at 10 times earnings it's trading at a valuation. Well, I see a 10 times earnings number back in 99 was the last time it was anything like this. I mean, this is uh, near, near a multi-year low, which appears to be around the $17 to $18 level. Recently, the company, uh, they raised their full-year guidance. But anyway, this acquisition appears to be a, a significant issue, right, because it's dilutive and it's a half-a-billion-dollar deal. So if that's the, already in the stock, you're saying maybe time to get in. Well, I've got They've total debt of $360 million and a market cap of 875 before I do the deal. This is a large acquisition for a company this size. So want to take a look at what are the particulars there. I've got $0.10 cents of dilution. I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe that's not a big deal because it's some of that purchase accounting issue. So I did Could a be. quick calculation. I, I mean, looked at that. $0.10 I, cents know, I is seven, $7 million. That would be 1.4% of the half a billion dollar uh, price. I'm sorry, $350 million price. So it's uh, what? That's about 2%. I, hardly uh, a number that wouldn't be possibly – largely non-cash accounting charges in the short term. It's probably a lot of accounting. So I'm thinking that there's actually, since they don't have this in their numbers, when I look at a $20 stock and $5 of gross cash flow forecast for 07 and 08, Value Line has not added the cash flow from this $350 million acquisition. 
And I think I can explain the dilutive nature of it by by it being um, by the purchase accounting. So okay. that suggests to me that at worst it's cash flow neutral. Okay. It might be additive to cash flow, and I've got a fair I'm valuation. So what's I'm wrong? With you. I don't know. I just want to move on. <laughs> just, uh, I don't know. The, is the it cheap? enterprise value my here question. is one point two billion. Before you look at the acquisition. I calculate they're showing an 18% operating margin on about a billion a six stock. of revenue. That's all. Is a four it's good? Time, gives me 300 million. I've got about a four times multiple. Well, I take the uh, I take the deal on uh, what I'm paying for the acquisition by inferring the same kind of relationships. Inferring? Yeah, because I can okay. infer certain things from the dime of accretion and dilution that they're talking about in 08 and 09. I can back into a profit. It's margin. in the stock. We don't have to worry about it. It's old news. Well, I'm trying to establish is the stock cheap at these levels? They have a cash flow estimate for out a couple of years. I bet it's cheap on that number. Be- well, it is. It yeah. is. That number is $6 in there, so it would be three times that number. I think it's actually about six to seven times enterprise value to EBITDA on a post-deal Why, basis. Why, Vern, is there so much fear about this company losing revenues to Medicare, Medicaid. I do not understand that, and I would like Especially to understand it better. Especially given that the political pendulum is swinging back towards the Democrats. Yeah, they want to give you health care. going to do their – as soon as they take in charge or of the we, White House. We, I'm sure the listeners know that I'm, do I'm on that team. they can to cement their advantage by um, providing incremental – benefits and services to a large and growing share of the U.S. population, especially when you consider voting age Americans, and that's aren't spending any money, money that are right. entering retirement age and care about Medicare and Medicaid. What's, may so, I just ask a quick question on that? I just have a quick question. It's, it's okay. very yeah. cheap. Is it got a good return on capital? Uh, the return on capital is around 10%. Hmm. Uh, it was mid-teens in the early... Uh, now, part of this decade, it's now running around 10%. So they've been beat back. It's not going to Their operating to, margins are now in the 18% range instead of 24 to 25%. Well, they've heard price. It's just not going to continue right. happening. No. They're at the point where they're going to stop doing I it. I think that's probably right, yes. So <coughs> Apria, take a look at it. Symbol is AHG. Oh, one other uh, interesting aspect to it is that, you know, Value Line that may has be a this. Stretch. Uh, they have this five times. The interesting part. I, I got where, it. Yeah, I got okay. It. I got Good. it. And they have this click, inter- click, click. There's other shows, people. <laughs> inter- we understand that. <laughs> they have interesting. They have this interesting five times cash flow mm-hmm. per share line that they put through. All I their do price like charts. That. It's a nice feature. And in this, in the case of this stock, it actually runs right through the price chart pretty well. It suggests that five times cash flow is about where the stock is traditionally and it's priced. Where it is now, right? and it's at four times right now. Four times. And so that's twenty percent upside, twenty five percent upside. Right. Plus, you get the earnings growth, okay. which is what enough about population. Apri, it's not yeah. that great a stock idea. It looks risky, I guess, because it's so cheap. Well, they're making a huge acquisition. I mean, anyone so that's going to worry about the government suddenly getting efficient on, in health care, I think check the post office or whatever. Some, some that's not going to happen. In a slowing economy with concerns about Medicare and Medicaid funding. That's lines. not so, going to happen. You know, yeah, there are issues gentlemen. there. Hey, my next stock actually comes out of a different space. I don't have any more health care. This is in the uh, – what are they in? They're in the metal fabricating industry, NN Inc., must I've be some guy's this. initials. I, you and know. And I don't they know. They manufacture and supply high-precision bearing components. Do they have nickel to in, in leading their product bearing list? manufacturers? Like nickel probably has something to do with the. Why uh, do you think they have nickel? Just because of the oh, double N. Nickel, nickel, double nickel. I, I maybe the maybe, maybe that's the symbol. The nine dollar stock. The, the element. I don't know. Nine dollar stock. According to Value no, Line, going right. to earn ninety five cents next year, and have cash flow of two dollars and forty five cents. So that was, that's about a four x. Multiple of gross cash flow. 
I guess cyclical is why the market's got it marked down because they make they're a supplier to bearings manufacturers, so they make component. You know, they make maybe the balls, for example. Um, maybe they do. The thing that's odd to me is that if you talk to uh, if you talk to machinery manufacturers over the last three years or so, one mm-hmm. of the greatest constraints on their ability to ship more product has been the availability of bearings. So right. it I seems to me that. that there's pent up demand. Some of those stocks are done great in that products. Now, they're a, they're a second tier supplier. They supply other manufacturers, so I, they don't control their own destiny. But under twelve times earnings, mm-hmm. more than a thirty percent discount to the market, yielding three and a half percent, that only requires them to pay out about a third of earnings. It's pretty good. Uh, four times gross cash flow, seven times net. Um, mm. They have a uh, they have a mm. they have a European. Uh, cost uh, restructuring going on. They've shifted their capacity into Slovakia. That comes online apparently in 08 to become profitable. So their uh, their results are depressed right now apparently. That relative chart uh, looks terrible. Value Line's talking about some new business awards. Well, it's been going down ever yeah. since about 2003. Yeah. The stock's gone sideways largely and, and lately has gone down by about a third from earlier this year. And I think it's cyclical concerns. But hmm. it's five to six times yeah. EBITDA. Value Line's forecasting double-digit earnings growth. They think that they're about to switch from negative earnings comparisons to positive. I'm guessing That'd the market doesn't believe that. But no, they don't. Um, well, nickel, is that – I mean – I mean I can be pretty wrong at four times cash flow and 12 times earnings and still do okay. So uh, this looks like it's oversold on concerns about well, earnings what if the, what if the price? What if prices come down? Some other drivel like what that. What happens to the base metal price? In a recession, that's what I think the market's well, asking but, but here, right? Yeah, but are you what going to earn lower happen? returns or lower margins on that? And if base metal costs come down, you're likely to earn a higher percentage return in both cases. Now, also, the supply is owned by fewer companies now, now granted, too, the, right? The is that true? Level of cash flow supply is better controlled by fewer companies who can better control price. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? I think that's generally true of the bearings mm-hmm. industry, but. Seems um, to be it happening. is, but I, I have to, to be fair. I think it's been considered a difficult hmm. look at Timken. I mean, I looked at Timken in this month's issue, and I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. inclined to get involved with it. But this one's very, very cheap. It's very, very small. 150 million market cap. Last one, Boeing. B A. Heard of it? Um, I have. Let me introduce you to it. Boeing, leading, leading manufacturer of commercial jet aircraft. Boeing. They uh, they acquired McDonald. Actually, it says here absorbed McDonnell Douglas. In A friend of mine works for Boeing. Like a sponge or something like that. That's a big and they make fighters, too. They make f 15s company. They make F-18s everything. F-18s and C-17s and V-22s and E-3s spaceships. and E-4s and E-6s yeah, and F-22s. And, whew, I'm tired of talking about that. Anyway, so I'm looking at this. And it's powerful. It's, you know, They're the biggest single exporter of U.S. goods to the rest of the world. Uh, and, and U.S. goods are cheap big. right now. Uh, value line... Um, says that their order book for the 787, the new aircraft that they're going to launch, the Dreamliner, Dreamliner, uh, was 762, a record for an aircraft that's not even in production yet. That's how good it is. Okay. Total orders in the industry over the same period of time, 1,144. So with this one platform, they're capturing almost 75% of the business. It's a powerful new platform. It's economics. Uh, There's also some discussion of some other aircraft, you know, maybe – um, having some incremental demand created there. The stock's down uh, under 89, uh, it peaked at a, 
little uh, short of 108 earlier this year, but last year peaked at 92, just a little above where it is today. Like these are uh, entry spot these are here. sort of uh, unknown. A little disappointment. Uh, so they sure. pushed out the or- they pushed out the schedule, the and schedule that got and people the stock a little down. Got whacked, but it right. got then whacked got from recession. an all-time best ever <laughs> stock price, right? And you know, let's talk about the 787 here. Let's for a talk second. about it. Okay. What's the price of we're that t- little we're, baby we're, anyway? We're talking about making. How much are they? Let's get to the base. What? How no, much no, is no, one? No, no, no. We're, what we're talking I want to know how much is whether costs. I want to buy the stock because I have to worry about whether this is, you know, the stock is down uh, 20 bucks from its high earlier okay, this year. There's disappointment. They pushed out the schedule on this new program. Right. So right. let's talk about risk associated let's. with the new program. Okay, let's. Okay. I'm ready to this have that it. discussion right. right now. Okay, brand new aircraft, okay. right? Never been yeah. made before. Right. Being um, made out of not. being no. made out of material that an aircraft has never been made out of. I before, know that, sir. Right? And in fact, I own a stock that makes the material uh, for the Dream Going Liner. to be Excel. designed. It's worth owning. Designed it's worth with owning, a, although an engineering model never used expensive. before. Uh, all done on computer. Yeah, being manufactured with an operating model that's never been used before either. In terms of how Boeing is assembling this from variety of different places, including different continents, with suppliers yeah. have never been it's involved before. Amazing. Because it's a plane that's never been. They're pushing information the envelope. to they're pushing the limit. The envelope yes. is what they're doing. That's here. how they're saving so much money, okay. and that's how come everyone right. wants to buy so this plane. So if uh, if, if everything works out the way yes. they hope it will, yes, then I have a PE of sixteen. I'm 10% discount to the market. I mean, I don't know that perfection's priced into the stock, but if you look at this chart, I don't see them not getting any credit for the 787 here. Well, you have relative performance that's pretty good, and so yep, yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When did they announce the 787? Do we know uh, that? Because it's three clearly years ago so or the stock's like been that. going up since that time, despite scandals that's and lost business it, right? and all that. They've had so, all kinds yeah. of problems with the future right. combat so, system. That right. they're the primary integrator for the next generation of war fighting gear for the entire U.S. Army. Everything from tanks to uh, what the shoes are going to look like on the GI's feet. Uh, they're running the uh, don't they? They're running the Coast Guard recapitalization that's happening just, over they, a ten-year period or something. Incredible to America. I mean, their their uh, revenue annual revenue is approaching seventy billion dollars, but ultimately a cyclical company. What's their market cap? By ultimately the way? a cyclical company no, yeah, with expectations of further growth this cycle right look, now. I'll just look tied to a risky new platform where we've already had a delay. Gee, I wonder, could we possibly have another? Oh, of course. I hope not as a good American, but I think you know. I just want to point so out something. I, I thought Boeing looked interesting, but, but I got to tell you, I don't. I don't think it's top. cheap enough to get a value guy involved. So, with that, I it think I've be. used really all the time that I should. How much uh, time did you? I use should for? have. Well, it depends on how much of the uh, time we took for the intro. But we're at the, we're almost at nineteen minutes. Nineteen minutes. I was, I was quick. I was quick. I gave a lot chatter. of content All in right. a short period of time. All right, well, time for a beverage break? Yeah. Beverage break? That was, that was less than convincing. I know. We're in a library. We're yeah. trying to be quiet. Right. But uh, believe me, we've smuggled some beverages bottle. in here, I can assure you, because that's a key part of the show, at least for us. Well, I'd and, like to now turn it over know. to yes, my, uh, my senior uh, partner. Thank you. Valkyus. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, and I know it's Are year you end. Are about that? I am. And, okay. you know, it's year end, and I think that uh, as senior partner. Oh, and happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, as senior partner, I just want to uh, tell you, Vern, that I think you've done a good job uh, for the firm over the year. And um, Do I get a bonus? Uh, we're going to keep you on in 08. Um, bonus and, is getting smaller. Uh, the bonus, uh, uh, 
Vern, you're eating your bonus right now, and I hope you enjoy that very much. Tasty. And it's uh, it's with it's a, it's with a lot of love. It's a it's just a big can of uh, cashews, and you know you just don't find those anywhere. And they're top brand. Uh, I don't want to name the brand. You know, it's brand A, and uh, and grade A. I might pretty add. Pretty good in grade A. Uh, okay. Well, this week I actually I looked through every stock because I've been doing that more. Because uh, it's just good for the show. Even if I don't like an area, I just want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, I just dig in anyway. Now, what makes you think for the that good distinguishes you in some way from what I do? Who cares? I don't. I didn't say it did. Well, you know, say we put the mirror down. You know what I'm saying? Okay, United Healthcare, uh, UNH, page six forty six, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they have a big section this week, medical services, and that's where uh, all the thoughts are this week because you have demographics at your back. It's big wind at your back. Not and all the thoughts, all your thoughts. What did I say? Thoughts? What are we talking huh? I don't know what you're No, that's about. where I ended up, you know, focusing because you've got this big wind at your back. Aerospace and defense, you know, looked largely overvalued to me. You covered mm-hmm. a little bit of that. Yeah, all these others, charts. I mean, they looked a little overvalued. Insurance, uh, it's property casualty. You know, there probably are some good bargains in there, but I've been talking about the mortgage insurers, and I'd rather stick to those. Banks, yeah, they're all buys. I mean, let's face it. I don't, you know, pick the ones where the population is growing the fastest and buy them and diversify and buy on price to book and buy the cheapest ones. I mean, that's all you need to know on that. Medical services. Now, that's where I end up. Um, I looked in the healthcare information industry, and we've looked at a few in there in the past, and they just, I'm not seeing anything that looks that interesting except health, HLTH, I guess, owns uh, this WebMD, and there's, but again, it looked kind of baked into the price. So I'm a little disappointed that what I end up with is a couple of big companies, and I like little companies. Why is that disappointing? Well, because I like the little uncovered companies. I like the little gems that people aren't looking at. I mean, why in the world do you need the... Yes, yes, Vern, you're hitting it this week. I mean, why do they need Val Hughes to tell you about United Healthcare or whatever? Everybody knows about it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, we don't know what Val Hughes thinks about it. And even even with that, you know, Value Line has it rated at two. I can't tell you. You know, usually I not. Since we don't know who you are, you, know, you, you might know. be Wall Street's leading healthcare analyst. I can just tell you that I could be. That's all I want to say, okay? But I'll also say I don't know a lot about this area. So if I am, I should be immediately fired. But having said that, United Healthcare is a big brand. And uh, as you probably know because you're a customer, they're a health and well-being company. The theme here is demographics. So you do have wind at your back in terms of the aging of the population. And sadly, why am I drawn to big companies in concert with Value Line? Sadly, this is trading at a discount. But... Uh, it's a consolidating industry, you know, with kind of systems and everything getting more consistent. We've got uh, pathways and all that worked out. You just have the demographics coming your way. And so bigger companies, economies of scale, as you get systematic in the approach to some of these uh, problems that beset the baby boomers, you know, it's going to be bigger gets, gets, you know, economies, and then Medicare and Medicaid are going to be driven to buying from those consumers or those, those producers. So they're going to gain share. They're putting up great returns, which means they're efficient. That's why they're uh, expanding share and gaining business and acquiring is because they have the best systems, the most efficient systems. Um, just a point, they've got negative working capital, which is pretty cool. It helps drive their ROI yeah, into the 20s. Too. Yeah. You know, that just means somebody's very smart over there on the computer machine. Uh, on a valuation basis, they're 11 times gross, 13 times net. Um, 
It's trading at uh, 13% discount to the uh, multiple. Value Line says they're going to grow at 15%. Uh, they've been, you know, reporting record performance. Share net should grow 15 to 20%, 11 years of consecutive double-digit gains. Uh, they're uh, accumu- they're uh, really digesting an acquisition right now of Sierra Healthcare. Uh, so they spent $2.6 billion. It's accretive, which I think, you know, says something about their discipline on valuation. And it's uh, put another area out for them in the Not Southwest. a lot. Well, a little bit. A little. They also absorbed, this is a clue to how they might grow, might grow in the future with improving ROI. They've absorbed uh, the healthcare component of Fiserv, which was a big healthcare information systems company. They've brought it in-house, so they're no longer paying that. They, in effect, earn the ROI of the acquired company. And if they continue to buy suppliers... Um, of their systems, you know, that might be a good way to sustain ROI and improving margins and growth. So um, that's an avenue that other companies wouldn't have. United Healthcare, page 646. I'm going to recommend that, UNH. No, I then, didn't do page numbers. Well, you never knew. Uh, you know, whatever, okay? You, have you mentioned the ticker symbols? Yes. Then people can look it up. Okay. We may have people that don't, don't look in value line, you know? Maybe they don't care about the page wow. numbers. Have you ever thought about that? Why do I give the page numbers? I just think it's a courtesy to people. I've got them right here. Well, now you're saying I'm discourteous. I'm not saying anything about you, Vern. I'm just saying that I like to give the page numbers. This isn't about you. I think people are learning a little about you right now when you're so concerned about you. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, WellPoint, page 649, so you can conveniently look it up. Ticker, WLP. These guys, let's see. What do they do? Here's the key thing to WellPoint. Okay, demographics, so that's just like United Healthcare, but they have a brand. Now, I'm going to play a little game. What brand in healthcare comes to mind, a big brand that takes care of everything? Johnson & Johnson. No, wrong. Uh, Blue really? Cross. Bayer. Blue Cross. Okay. Oh. Blue Cross. I'm sorry. You won't be coming back. Blue Cross. And they have slowly over the past 10 years, you know, they started as a little company that had Blue Cross just for some place like Michigan or somewhere, and they just kept buying little companies, and now they own Blue Cross all over the nation. When did they get into the Shield business? This is when – when did they get Blue Cross? What about Blue Shield? They have that too. Blue Cross, Blue Shield. Yeah, they got them both. They go together. They're they're friends. What's the difference between the two? One is a cross and one is a shield. Burn. Come on. <laughs> Anyone should know that. I don't know. I think they just use slightly different names for different, slightly different things. But Blue Cross, Blue Shield is the full name, uh, I believe. So you're not Wall Street's I, leading healthcare analyst. If I am, I'm you? disguising it well, aren't I? <laughs> but you don't need to know that, Vern. Let's face it. You've got a brand. It's got you got wind at your back with demand. You've got consolidation, and you've got a brand. Consumers are going to be driven to that. They have maintained their trust of consumers. I think at least uh, anyone I talk to thinks Blue Cross is the best. Um, their returns on capital are low, which in you know in a weird way tells me they must be very good and also somewhat bureaucratic because they're spending too much money. Um, and it may be expensive to support that brand, but now that they own all of it, some of those overlapping expenses should you know begin to recede. And they're rising. So when I look at incremental returns on capital, wow. they do seem to be getting better. Time. We are. Twelve <laughs> times gross cash flow, fourteen times net. Uh, the stock isn't an upward trend, but I think at a discount to the market multiple, improving margins, and really it's about, for me, the brand. Value Line says they're going to grow at 
And uh, when you read the text here, everything's going great. You know, they're... Uh, their their membership's going well, that up. That sounds like an informed view. Well, it's, listen, it's entertaining, okay? I hope that's entertaining. They've got, um, you know, same-store sales growing, growing. They're adding stores at 9%. Some of this is geographic-driven. They've got, according to Value Line here, listen to this. They've got geographic coverage, technological advancements, ongo- ongoing product and service innovations. I mean, this almost sounds like something at NASA, but it isn't. It's healthcare, uh, but things are going well and it's cheap. Wellpoint WLP. And then finally, my most obscure name with an 8.6 billion market cap, so it's not that obscure. LabCorp of America, uh, ticker LH. And that's page number 636 for your convenience, everybody. Um, 2827. Okay, great. LabCorp of America is one of the nation's largest independent clinical laboratory companies. This is my best idea this week, so we may go a little over. (laughs) They they basically are helping healthcare productivity by running tests, and that creates efficiency by giving you knowledge that, allows you to either pursue specific appropriate oh. tests or avoid tests. Yeah, I know everybody and, that engages our healthcare system believes that they're getting the exact right number of tests. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about right oh, yes, now, but do. tests are good and we should be doing more of them and this company is a leading provider in gaining share. I thought it was considered uh, a primary source of waste in the system. Tests? Uh-huh. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Superfluous, unneeded tests uh, used no, to cover no. your backside. In no, case of no, 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 no. Superfluous tests to you, sir, are good tests for the 1% of the people that find out they have a disease that they need to pursue the cure for. Uh, so if you think that random deaths that don't need to happen is just an inconvenience for you oh, paying sure. for a that's test, I'm in that's favor fine, of. I right. see. Yeah. I think tests are the best health care dollar, along with pharmaceuticals, because they're, they come without doctor expenses, generally. And uh, if you can cut the doctor and the hospital bills off the health care delivery, uh, you're adding value. Well, it These can guys, take some of the conjecture. Sir, am I r- low on time? Because you're using it up. Okay. Uh, They've just cut an agreement with United Healthcare. And I'm a little touchy because I want to get this name out for the people. This is my Christmas present to our listeners, and you're cutting me off. And I'm I'm just, I feel bad for them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Santa. I don't actually own this. I'm just coming across it, and I'm putting an email to uh, our research team right now to look at this. It's a little more than I want to pay, 12 times and 14 times. But the I think the revenue stream is so certain. Uh, you got not only demographics at your back, you've got consolidation at your back, and then you also have market share gains of total health care spend because they're doing it more efficiently than doctors and hospitals, which are undoubtedly losing share. Uh, on a near-term you know, basis, they're having some uh, comparisons off because of an agreement they signed with United Healthcare to be their provider of all tests. They had to give a deal up front. That's going to hurt their comparisons. I've been through this before. We've talked about it with regard to EDS and big contracts. It helps your ROI over time because it puts your little competitors out of business, but right now you've got to give a price break, and that hurts your uh, near-term term earnings. I think over the next three to five years, the stock is probably going to do better than the market. I think you could get a serious premium. Right now, it's selling at a discount. And of course, we know growth here is going to be faster than GDP. Even Value Line here says that uh, things are going to be good over the next three to five years. They're aggressively buying stock. They're aggressively reducing costs. Value Line says 15% earnings growth. And uh, what else do you have to know? Good balance sheet. That's lab Corp of America ticker so LH. That's your favorite that's idea? my favorite stock this week. Black Corp of America idea this week also has. Um, well, no, that doesn't have healthcare in the name. 
Apria Healthcare, symbol AHG. Wind at your back? Yeah, wind at your back. Yeah, wind at That's your back. That's the theme of today's show. Wind at your back. So with wind at our back, we wish you a happy holiday season, and we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody.